did that. Put him in the aisle. Gets a shotgun snap. Final play of the game. Ron waiting for the wideouts to get downfield. Launches the throw down toward the goal line. Going up. Ball tipped in the air. Touchdown. Gordon Westerkamp. Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest. Oh, baby. Back to throw is Martinez. Now being chased, throws it out. A flat Burkhead makes a catch. Sits a tackle. 25 20, 15 10, 5. Rex Burkhead. Touchdown, Nebraska. Starting with our COO and our creative director, Richard Fitzwell. Welcome. To the Church of the Corn. My name is Richard Fitzwell. You can follow me on Twitter at corn underscore Huskers for nothing insightful, nothing that's probably accurate. Uh, a lot of retweets from a pretty good circle of other Husker fanatics and just bleeding big red. A lot of shit posting there from the Richard Fitzwell account. I am your CFO and your marketing coordinator drake you can follow me at drake before degrassi for a lot more shit posting also to my right the man the brains behind the operations your poor man's macho man slash not poor man's matt davison our ceo the brains behind the operation and your chief outreach officer zach hey what's going on everybody uh, official University of Nebraska Uber driver, also at N-E-B-H-Y-P-E-M-A-N, Nebraska Hype Man. Uh, that's where you can find me at on there for just random shit. So uh, appreciate you guys all joining us, and uh, let's get after it, guys. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, we have got Zach here, uh, Drake, uh, Fitz, and we are lucky tonight to be uh, – we got Chancellor Brewington with us uh, it's pretty damn cool. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is where we get to nerd out. We get to talk to a player that we never thought we'd get to talk to. So that's kind of a cool thing in all honesty. So, um, you know, honestly, we, we've just got some questions for you. And, you know, let's just, let's just jump right on into it. Are you good? Yep. Okay. I was just asking if you looked at any other schools or if you just kind of bet on yourself and said, you know what, I'm like you said, you're good enough. And you want to you want to give this a shot, and you just kind of showed up and walked on, or did you have other other options as well? Um, it was it was really a thing where I was like, man, I need to leave, I need to go somewhere else, and it was either here or I stay. Like it was like it was it wasn't even a thing where I hit the portal and and even looked at messages from those other schools. I wasn't even I really wasn't even interested. I just want to come here, and I was. And you know I'm a I'm a I'm a man of God, so you know that was just like a whole like faith journey of of just like okay like, like where's the next place gonna be, you know. So. You mentioned something about Duval. I mean, we've seen what he's been able to do with players. That dude is just a god here in, in Nebraska with what he's been able to do. So I do gotta say this. I remember last year there was a hype video that came out. 
that Mr. Chancellor Brewington was the first clip on there, the first person on there. He was doing curls. I remember it. And I'm like, who is this dude that just randomly popped up? I never recognized him. So I started looking. I'm like, who is this dude? He said he was 6'3", 185. Chancellor, come on now. Between two of us, there ain't, there ain't no way you're 185. Come on now, brother. Nah, and that's crazy because my mom and my dad, well, mainly my dad, because, you know, he played and stuff. He like, bro, they got to change your weight. <laughs> you know, like, they like, I'm, I like during season, I probably finished that like you know, so you lose weight. I had COVID midway through the year, so I lost like tons of weight. But I probably was like two, two thirteen, two fourteen. That's what I was gonna now say. I'm like, yeah, now I'm like two twenty, two twenty one, two twenty two, like around there. So we're climbing steadily. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'm not 185. I haven't been 185 since. I really think they got that from my, like, rivals, high school. Like. <laughs> that, that's what I thought, too. And you kind of you kind of got yeah. moved to uh, to tight end throughout last year, right? Is that – can you talk about that a little bit? How did that change happen? That was crazy. And, and that was, like – that was probably the, one of the coolest journeys for me personally. I didn't like it at first just because, like, you know, like you, it's just a whole lot of learning, you know, like yeah. you know, I, I come in, I think day six, you know, like, you know, you got Austin and I think Chad was hurt at the time. And then, um, Hick went down during camp and then it was literally like three tight ends, two of them. And you can't get through camp with, with anything less than four, you know? So, yeah. um, Frost came up to me and was like, Hey, what do you think about it? And I was like, I was, he was like, you'll be running with the ones. And I was like, oh, say less. Like, let's go. Like, like what is there to talk about? There's nothing to talk about. But, you know, the first couple of days, like, I'm in the mean room with Coach Beck, and I'm like, like, they speaking. I, I, I'm a, I, I, I think personally I have a good football IQ, but, like, it's just different when you get inside the box and start talking about, you know, six techniques, seven techniques, you know, nine techniques. Like, it's just, it's just a whole different world. So, um, I remember the first couple of days, man, of camp. Of it was probably day seven of camp where I finally got to get in and and get some action at tight end. And then uh, we had a scrimmage. It was the first scrimmage, and I I might have got twenty percent of the plays down. Like I was Beck was Beck just threw me in there, and he just, he kind of just wants to see what I'll do. And I remember it was like it was like the first sway block. It's kind of like a kind of what y'all be seeing, but it's like tighter and whatever. I just came in at full speed and just tried to do it again. <laughs> so like, who's the first guy that you had to take <laughs> out like that? That's the question I've been dying to ask you. Who was your first victim that eventually elevated you to the execution or the assassin, whatever we want to call you? I, I honestly don't. I like, I, I mean, on my personal play type is like, man, just go, go all out. But um, I can't, I mean, during camp, I remember there was a week during camp where, you know, there was these there was these couple plays where you got to insert on a backer and the backer knows you come in and based on your alignment and all this stuff. So, you know, it's really just y'all meeting at the at the B gap and y'all whoever win win. <laughs> and I remember I was like, I was like, look, we just gonna go full speed and, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lose it. Like, you know, like I'm fighting for a position, I'm not gonna lose it. And I remember we went head up, and and he felt it for sure. Like, yeah, you know, I got the best. 
And then right after that, everyone was like, oh, Brew got some pop to him. And I was like, yeah, like I do. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, we go to camp. And then it's different. And it is different when you're hitting dudes like, you know, like 270-pound DN, mm-hmm. you know, flying down. Yeah, like that's completely different than, you know, what y'all be seeing is the full head of steam just coming in and, and you know, tearing someone up. That's, that's different. But, you know, I think putting weight on and stuff like that, that'll help me with the the interior stuff. But once they get out the edge, I'm, you know, that's. Well, you had a couple of pretty big, uh, like crackdown seal blocks that I remember as we were going through your highlights, and I, I think one of them might have been against uh, Hutchinson from from Michigan. I, I think so. If that's his name, I don't know. But no, you had some pretty impressive just crackdown seal blocks on those bigger guys that you're talking about. But I remember the the first one in game. I, I didn't recognize the number, and I, I just thought to myself, "Who the hell is that?" Because what, that's who I want to be. <laughs> yeah i think you're talking about what fordham game probably yep yep yeah i think yeah, my response we, was oh shit and i, I yeah as we were going through the highlights too chancellor i i think i saw a couple of couple of them towards the end of the year where the guy knew you were coming and kind of tried to get out of the way because he wasn't in a position to make the play did you ever run into oh, that yeah. where you were like talking to guys as you were com- after the play they would get up and say something or not um what what game was it um michigan we we ran a play in michigan and it was i don't think it was hutchinson but it was some it was a big old dn they had some big boys but it they they knew it was coming it was the i don't know if y'all remember but we ran the same play against michigan state where mm-hmm. i came in were you coming from were you coming from outside in on that mm-hmm. and then yeah outside yeah in, in the dn yeah. and yep. I don't think we we converted versus Michigan State. That was like the the go ahead one of the go ahead scores to go up, and then you know the whole punt. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But but versus Michigan, we were in the same play, and they called it out right when I came in the game. It was like a two a two and a two and you know watch the crap, watch the crap. <laughs> and I, I, I looked down, and then um, the DM's looking at me like he's literally looking at me, and I'm like, oh, dude. I'm like, look, I got a hook. This wasn't. Even, it can't be no crack block. This is more of like a whatever. But yeah, there's many. There's been times I think um, Iowa game where where they call it out. But I'm like, y'all can call it out all y'all want. <laughs> I feel like the you DB are, against and, Iowa and was that, hiding. His, yeah, his, his knees, and that's in the that's the one that I had a lot of fun because I I cut it. I ran it full speed, and then I cut it full speed. Just that hit. Then I went slow motion. Then I went slow motion again, and his knees just buckle. And you've got to you've got to step. I'm talking with my hands, but you got to step over him. And I don't know in that moment if you realize it, and I'm sure you've seen it over. And I can. I, I want you, if you would, if you can, talk about the next day in the film room with that. But you were you turned to the sidelines and you were just like he walked yeah, off like Conor me. McGregor. You did, and it was. This, this is who I am, and I think at that moment you're like, well, if somebody wants to come try against me on the edge, it's it, it's done. You're gonna win, and that was that was amazing. How did the how did the team react to watching that instead? It was cool because I mean, the first that was the that was the game. I was the game Logan played. If I'm yeah, Logan played Iowa game. So the yep. first time we 
the same play the first time on the north end zone, and it was it was again I was one of the one of the corners. It wasn't the same dude, but he was like retreating, like he didn't want none of it. But I was like, he didn't want the smoke. Yeah, and then you know Logan came in and scored. So then I'm like, okay, cool. And then uh, we, I don't think we had a uh, a pass play tagged on that play, but it would have been perfect because they was all scared. But <laughs> then the next, the next, the one, the final drive, we go down and and that's the one everyone be uh, uh, videoing, but the one we're talking about. But I saw him I was, as I was motioning, he got depth. If you watch the play, he got a little bit of depth, and he kind of got a little head start and came at me. And he, he hesitated at the last second because I'm like, bro, like, because really it's like it, it's, it's a lose-lose for them, and it sucks. It, it just sucks to be in that position because, you know, like there's not a lot of cornerbacks I can, like, take that. But, but yeah, I mean, the seller, I love the celebration. Though. That was my favorite part. Well, that was the best part of the whole thing. Like I said, you walked off like McGregor with a shot, like a shot knockoff. So, kudos on that one. Props to you on that one. I did have a question for you. So, because you did get to play the wide receiver room and the tight end room. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. a new position coach in the wide receiver room. Um, Becton being one of the best coaches on the entire staff, just he's a phenomenal coach with what he can do with um, getting his guys organized and just really teaching them things that they need to learn. Uh, have you gotten to work a ton with Mickey Joseph, you know, since he's been hired in, or is it kind of, I know it's kind of the dead period now, but, um, w- you know, have you done a whole lot of talking with Joseph or have you been more with Beckton? Uh, I've been more with Beck, um, just because, I mean, I think, I think, um, once fall comes, yeah. like, you know, we're, we'll, more things will start shaking out and stuff like that, but. As of right now, just I'm just with Coach Beck, but um, you know, Coach Joseph, like that's 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 big time football, you know, like oh, what yeah. he brings, what he brings to the table, but like you know, to the team, like even I remember my first, what was it, first Matt drills, like just the energy, just the energy he brings is contagious and. Um, I think that would be huge for receiver room, but also for the offense because he brings a certain edge that, you know, I'm not going to say we didn't have, but we need more of, you know, like I, we just need more. Of I hate using this word, but he almost brought a uh, swagger to the room or like, a, like you said, oh, it, it's a like newfound a energy. They did. Oh, 100%. It seems a little meaner than, than what we've had before. He's coming with proven results too. He said, I did this, 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 and this at high level. I mean, do you guys want to go high level? Of course. Who doesn't want to do that? So I think he brings that instant credibility to the room, which is awesome. Yeah, 100%. I remember uh, it was on Friday, actually. We was we was walking down the um, – we was going to the Hawks, the indoor facility, and I'm walking with him. I forget who was with him. I think from me or something. And uh, he was like, look outside. And I was like – we was looking, in, and um, it was the building they built in. It was the, like the new facility, and he was like, he was, what he said? He said, he said, they they not building that so y'all could be average. He was like, they building that so y'all can be national champions. Damn, and I love I that. Like, no, nah, like, that's that's real talk. Like, you know, I don't even know how much money that is, like 100 some million or 40 million. I don't know. It, yeah, it's yeah. definitely, a, 
but I don't know. I don't know how much it is, but just that little phrase right there, they come in, you come in here, they, they build a nest for you to win a championship. Like that's, that's where the mindset needs to be. I, he brings that, you know, like the LSU team is one of the greatest teams of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like that in, in the receiving room, you, you got Harris Marshall Jr. You got, uh, Jamar Chase, you got, um, Jay Jett is like, they all went, what, first round, right? So, mm-hmm. and they do it in the league. So it's really like, for the, for the receivers, it's really like, um, I'm pretty sure he's told them this. I haven't been in their rooms, but it's probably like, follow my mold and and you'll be there. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that's what he's telling them based on his personality and stuff like that. Well, it's hard to argue How that. I mean, he's, he's, he's shown it, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's hard to argue that at this point. 100%. You, you mentioned before you, you, you're confident. You say you have a good uh, football IQ. Uh, Austin has been quoted in saying that you picked up the playbook almost faster than anyone he's seen. Uh, Travis, Travis said the same thing. What do, you, what do you credit to your ability to really learn that playbook? And I know I'm sure you're disciplined. And, um, you, you know, like you said, you had a shot at the first team, so you're going to take it. But is there anything that you kind of look at yourself and say, hey, this is why I can – pick this up and, and it's a benefit to me? Um, I would say probably my freshman year of college, I had um, um, my receiver coach. I would go in at like, maybe we have meetings at six. I'd go in at five and I would do early, just early playbook stuff with him. And he helped me learn the game a lot to where like, you know, I, I knew a little bit about what, type of fronts there was so I had a little bit of prior knowledge but really I just been student game I love watching student game I love watching football like I'll, I'll watch football and be like oh that's our that's our blank concept that's our that's our inside zone the, you know the Vikings just ran our inside you know what I'm saying like I just love the game so I think that helped me out but also you know just just being professional with it you know like a lot of guys um, know how to do it some don't um, I was blessed to have a a dad who played professional ball. So it wasn't, it was no, you know, I've been in clubhouses and, and locker rooms and all that stuff since I was a little kid. So I know how to carry myself. And that was really part of it was like, okay, like, look, you are behind the eight ball, learn these players, you need to get ahead. And, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of extra hours for sure. So if you, you, you have that professional mindset, you know, you, you can credit, your dad with that a little bit, but you're, you know, you're, you're a graduate, you're a little bit older, more mature. Uh, a lot of players have said the same thing about Samari last year. Do you think in regards to some of the transfers, has that been a good thing with just the mindset, the professionalism, almost a business-like attitude? I, I know on one of the interviews that, uh, that uh, Thompson did, he kind of had that same, that same tone that, Hey, this is it's not a job, but, We've, we've got to come in here. It's, we're not here to, we're not here to meet fans. We're not here to party. We're not here to do that. Is that, has that been a, a thing that you believe is going to help this team kind of get over that edge? Um, yeah, I do. Um, not to say that, you know, um, anyone else in the past didn't have that, but I just think it's, I just think time means everything. And, and when you get a, you know, it's just weird. You know, you get a certain mix of the right guys together. You know, it's some some things just click and work. And I I see it happening. I've been on teams where I've been on teams where it's very uh, 
you know, just chill and everyone wants to be cool and who's the cool guy and, you know, the, you know, some of the best players aren't your hardest workers, you know. So um, I think the culture is definitely shifting. Uh, but, yeah, I just – the more professionalism and the more – the more um, – what is the Nebraska term? Grit? The more grit, you know, like – We're gritty team. Just fine. <laughs> Yeah, like the more grit and professionalism and dedication and, and just leaving the funny business at home, you know. Don't let your, you know, my old coach used to say, don't let your nightlife affect your work life, you know. So, you know, be able to separate the two, have your fun, but also like when you come to the building, it's time to work. Drake, did you hear that? I did, I did. <laughs> we might have a chance, or we might have you repeat that for, for young Drake over there. <laughs> Well, I guess I got two questions. If uh, so, num- first question. This is actually from a, uh, one of the listeners tweeted, in and they wanted to know. First question is: If you had a piece of your game that you could improve this year, or what? What specifically would you want to improve going into this next season? Or are there anything specific, or just kind of everything overall? Um, I mean, I'm a nitpicky dude, so um, I would say just. First, well, I mean, I, I have, I just got surgery, you know, probably a few, a couple of weeks ago. I played with a broken wrist last year, so I get to like kind of be able to strike more confidently. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just, that was just something I was dealing with last year. But at the point of attack, like on the line of scrimmage, like being able to strike that way, and obviously being able to um, use. You know, I've, I've gained some weight, and I'm going to continue to gain more weight. So being able to use that and 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 let it be – let people feel that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but also, you know, like, obviously, y'all see the blocks and whatever, but um, I – they wouldn't have – they wouldn't let me in that position if I couldn't catch the rock and didn't get loose, you know what I'm saying? So being able to show that off a, little, a lot more this fall and, you know, Next season will be that would be my favorite part for sure. Well, with what are you ready to, to are you ready to roll? Um, are you ready to roll in eight days? Then when when spring starts from your wrist, or you you have to shelve yourself a little bit? No, I I I will not. I don't. Based on my timeline, I don't think I'm gonna do spring. It's kind of just like somewhere I could have got surgery. I didn't even know it was broke during season, like. Well, I mean, I felt it, but it was kind of a thing where you miss season or you get it after. So I just chose to, you know, I I, I got it after. But, um, yeah, I won't be doing spring. But uh, fall, you know, fall is the, is the bigger one. So I got to get prepared for that. I mean, I give you credit with playing through that. Like you said, it's either kind of something that you can take care of now or take care of after the season. And, you know, that alone just says – to me, hey, this you know we've got a teammate here that's going to bust his ass. He's going to put himself through everything. It doesn't matter for the for the sake of the team. Obviously, you know you you want to win every game. So so do we all. And you know we appreciate you doing that. But my other question for you is, since obviously you watch a ton of football, what football player do you say you craft your game after, or is there a game, or you know is there a certain player that you say, hey, I would love to do the things that he can do. Um. At the tight end position, 
tight end or receiver, you know, whatever you kind of see yourself going, you know, in the in the few years. I mean, if there's one of each, great, you know, just kind of however you see yourself playing the game and say, I see that dude. I love how he plays the game. Oh, I, I love I love a lot of dudes. I love the way AJ Brown plays. Really That's a big dude. Good luck tackling that man. <laughs> big dude, yeah, just like a just a physical. I like physical receivers. You know, guys who just get a little nasty and and ain't afraid to you know block downfield and and do the little things. Um, you know, but I also like guys who don't even who I don't even play like you know like you know. Smaller, fast guys. Like I like the I like that stuff too. But um, from the tight end position, um, I like the way who, who got some. Obviously, you know, you got Kittle and, and Kelsey. But um, you know, a guy you kind of remind me of. You're not as you're, you're not as tall or as lanky as he is, but kind of like a Darren Waller is someone that you kind of remind me of. You know, you, you've got the ability to go out and get the ball, but he you can also lay someone on their ass, which we've seen plenty of times. No, yeah, he's a baller for sure. He's a he's a dude, and I, I like his story too. He's got a really cool story with his, you know, just battling addiction and and overcoming that. He got a cool story. Him and uh, Max, uh, I believe it's Max Williams. I think on the Raiders, both kind of have that story where they they you know they overcome addiction and you know they fight to be some of the best in the NFL. It's kind of the it's kind of cool to see dudes that are able to battle through that shit. I mean, it's not easy, and people are fighting through it every day, but, you know, you get the right people out there, it, it, it helps to have the support that people need, for sure. Yeah. 100%, yeah. <clears throat> well, I, you know, I, I do just got a couple more questions, then we'll get on, you let you get on your way, Chancellor. So, you know, with obviously having a brand-new coaching staff or anything like that, have you, have, a, have you had a ton of time under Mark Whipple to really talk with him, or is he kind of just like the guy in the high chair just hanging out watching everyone kind of do their things right now? Um, well, I mean, we have walkthroughs and all that stuff. I was able to participate early on, right before I got surgery. But um, he's kind of the, you know, the, obviously the mastermind behind all the, the good stuff going on right now. We're installing so many plays, so many, so many different stuff, terminologies, formate all, you know, all different stuff. So it's it's cool, man, just being able to to learn from him because you you know he's successful at Pitt. You know, um, you got a quarterback that's, you know, going to go first round. I think they got a receiver that's going to go top three rounds. So he's, you know, the proof's in the pudding with really all the coaches we we have right now, you know, starting from the old line to running backs to to tight end to everyone. There's, there, you just follow the mold. I think that's that's kind of the, the um, what's being preached is really just follow what they trust, what they have to for us and what they – what they have to offer because you know it's nothing but good stuff you bring up like the new terminology and things chancellor and this is something that i've kind of always wondered um on a football scale is it harder for the whole team to learn all the new terminology and things from the mastermind in this case whipple and joseph and all that stuff or would it be easier for them to you know use some of that same terminology that you guys are used to and apply it differently um, yeah, the second, the second yeah. one. I I've always yeah. wondered because also the mastermind. If he has to relearn everything too, it might be harder to teach. No, yeah. So it'll it'll be like, you know, like, or you don't want to switch things up too much, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously, like, 
you want to be able to play fast. And and one thing he did say, um, he said this a couple of weeks ago, and it stuck with me. He said he said knowledge is speed. So being you know like being able to play fast, like knowing what you're doing is playing fast. So he you know everything's simplified. You know like nobody's out there trying to make it harder for us and all that stuff. So the same type of terms and same type of concepts. You know they're they're still they're still around. It's just really just they're they're in the process right now of just making that letting us play fast, you know. Yeah, for sure. I will say if Mark Whipple's looking to adopt a thirty one year old macho man look alike, I mean he can definitely adopt this guy at any time. I will gladly help <laughs> You got out. the sunglasses to stand behind the coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where they are. I kinda lost them, but it's, it's all good. <laughs> they're know. in here somewhere. Hey, <laughs> Chancellor, uh got I got a couple questions for you. One one's from a couple of listeners on Twitter. The the first one is, how does it feel being you know anointed the unofficial assassin of the state of Nebraska? It's it's hilarious because um, I didn't even have I'm gonna tell you I didn't even have Twitter before I came here. <laughs> like I just I didn't have Twitter. So like at at NAU at Northern Arizona, like we didn't the fans weren't like they're older. Really? And, like, like a bunch of snowbirds like, hanging out for for retirement. Yeah. Oh, there's a football game. Let's catch a football game. You know, like it's just kind of casual. So I came here and I remember um, Aura from the media team. He was like, "You need to make a Twitter." I'm like, "That's the last thing I want to do. I just want to focus on Twitter." <laughs> and then and all of a sudden, the, that one video came out. What we were talking about earlier. Yep, the hype video. Twitter. Yeah, and one of the lifting ones that. Um, I remember, so, uh, ooh, I think my sister had sent me something on Twitter and it was like, they're trying to figure out who you are. And I was like, okay, like, what do you <laughs> mean? Like, who are they? Like, who are, I didn't, I had no idea how crazy Husker fans were, like, in a good way, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, well, I mean, I where it, it's give and take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, like, even like they, they, she was like, yeah, they serve student um, uh, directory or student whatever and found your name in there. I'm like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, they found out you was enrolled and they know you're going there. Because I didn't tell no one I was there. Like, my NAU friends, my teammates from my old school didn't even know I left. Like, well, they knew I left, but they didn't know I was, you know, going to a bigger school. Or, you know, they didn't know nothing. So when that came out, I was getting calls from everywhere, like, <laughs> Hey, bro, you at what? Why are you you at Nebraska? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's been the that's been the new thing. They people looking at the directory, and we know that it's not. You have to be enrolled, and you've got to be in by a certain date. But that became even just in January. That was crazy, you know. And it was wasn't just Nebraska, but hey, so and so's enrolled here. The other side of it was so and so has a girlfriend at a school, so that's probably where they're transferring to. So it was. It was either student directory or who has a girlfriend somewhere. So, well, um, and it's people, not an exact yeah, people, science either, too, because I think it was <laughs> I think it was Rattler. Uh, people were searching him in the OU directory before he had decided to leave, but he hadn't been in the OU directory officially for a long time because they took his name out. He like requested to have his name taken out. Was my understanding? That's crazy. Oh, no. yeah. What's up? Yeah, fans are crazy, man, and a good. You you mentioned uh, Chance. You mentioned earlier just the coming from Northern Arizona here was a journey of itself. 
you mentioned the same thing, putting your trust in back in. You said, you know, putting your trust um, in your faith as well. What there's a really cool picture of you and it's on your I think it's on your Instagram at Michigan State and you're right by the pylon there. Um, yeah. and it's in it's in black and white. I mean it was just it's a striking it's a striking photo. Um, what kind of how how have you gotten to that place? Was it was it was it was it partly home? Um, is it just something that you kind of done with yourself and that's how you, you stay grounded and you have you know you've got a maturity, you've got a a, a pretty in-depth understanding of, of, of who you are, which is really awesome. Um, I would say it was my, you know, everyone, I think everyone who goes on their journey knows like the exact time frame of like when it happens. But my junior year, going into my junior year, you know, like um, of college at NAU, well, would have been my third year. Uh, I had a pretty strong freshman season and then, Sophomore season, I think we had four quarterbacks go down, so everyone's re- receiving numbers went went just to to shit. And then we had one dude go to the Saints, and he I think most yards he had that season was like 400, and like it was just it was just what it was. And and you know, our quarterback, the All American quarterback, came back, and I was ready for my junior year. And the day before camp started, they you know, my shoulder was bugging me and I went and got an MRI and my labrum was fully torn, about to come off the bone. And I was like, I, you know, I never had injuries ever. Like, like I'm never like an injury type of dude. And then that happened. And, um, you know, some off the field stuff just, just was piling on top of it. So, you know, your first time missing your first season, like that's like, a type of pain that is indescribable, you know, people are playing in your position and, and doing big things. But, um, and then, you know, and then I came back from that and I ended up breaking both my wrists at the same time, probably like four, four or five months after that. And, uh, that was like a whole deal where, you know, I had to get like three surgeries and, and uh, doing all that. And it was, it was a, it was, and it's crazy. I've never got hurt playing football. It was a, it was a power cleaning accident. My foot fell out of my shoe. I had like 320 pounds on the bar. Ooh. And it just happened. It was a freak, you know, like you, you can't make stuff up like that. So I it kind of put me in a place where I'm like, okay, like, okay. I, you know, I grew up in church and I grew up, um, I, you know, I have a God-fearing father. I have a God-fearing mother. Like, you know, but, you know, it's, you always got to find it on your own, you know. And, um it was, it was a thing where I was like, like, what is, like, what is going on? You know, like I've already gone through so many journeys of just healing and, and doing all this stuff. Now I got to get another surgery. Now I got to get another surgery. It's just like, I just wouldn't stay healthy. And it got to the point where I got to sit back and like, okay, like I just got to slow down and just look at myself and be like, okay, like, like, bro, like you're going to be okay. Like you're going to get through this. But, like, how you go through it and how you get through it, like, that's the most important part, you know. Like, and just to be able to – just be able to play this season, like, this past season, like, it was, it was crazy because the people around me, like, my dad, like, he's seen me go through – you know, this was my fifth surgery this past – this past uh, uh, two weeks ago. So, just to – just for people who know my journey, and I think that's why this stuff is cool, like, being on a podcast and stuff like this, is be able to share that because 
athletes all over the world are going through so many, you know, trials of, of you know, it doesn't even have to be injuries, you know, just, you know, we talked about addiction earlier, like, you know, just certain stuff where you got to sit down and be like, bro, like, I got to improve myself somehow. And, you know, it's either, it's either you're going to come out of it a better person or you're going to come out of it, um, you know, not, not the same person you were. So, um, you know, I just, I just remember, you know, breaking down and being like, man, like, like what, like, like what is gonna, what is going to be for me in this life? You know, like, and, and, you know, like some people don't understand the, the magnitude of injuries and surgeries and stuff like that. But, um, for the ones that do, they get it. Yeah, no, for sure. I think you, you definitely have a great outlook on, on life and perspective and that stuff. Um, especially for somebody your age, you know, I, I played college basketball and went through some of that stuff and did not have even remotely a similar outlook. Um, but since you kind of bring that stuff up, since you have been through all that and you've been through the transfer portal part of it, do you kind of help guide some of the new guys coming in? Whether, you know, you have um, Fedoni who got hurt last year in camp and then you have some of the new transfers, do you kind of help them guide them through some of that stuff since you've seen so much of it yourself? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm a, I, you know, we're talking here, but I'm a very like quiet, reserved dude. And, you know, I think anyone on the team will tell you that, but, um, when there is advice to give, to give, like, you know, if they're willing to hear it, I'll, I'll give it, you know, like some people aren't willing to hear it. And I'm not talking about on the team, just in general. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give it for sure. But if I see someone that, you know, just been in my shoes, well, I've been in their shoes, you know, like if I see, I remember there was, I won't say his name, but there was a freshman this past fall camp and he was, you know, he's just going through it. Cause you know, like it's your first fall camp. You're there from 6 a.m. to to 9 p.m. And, and, you know, you, you think about home and whatever. And, you know, we just chopped it up. Like, look, like, like everyone here has been through what you're going through. And, you know, that type of message is, is more valuable, you know, like someone who's, you know, you talk about a guy who's, you know, got hurt or whatever and had surgery. Like, I had to, I can show him the scars, you know. Like, I can show him, like, yeah. look, look look at my wrist. Look at look at my shoulder. Look at this. Look at this. Like, I have the scars to be like, I understand what you're going through. You're going to get through it. But how you go through it, like I said, is, is the biggest part in, in who you become through that, during that process. I mean, the, the amount of injuries that you've had, that's the craziest thing about it is is that's what people don't don't look at, at athletes and say, well, that's a normal person. They look at you guys like superheroes. So anytime that, you know, you're not in the game, so why isn't this guy playing? Well, it's because he's a human being. You know, he got injured. He, he twists his knee in a non-contact, and there goes his ACL. Don't worry. They're going to have a second-string guy that can fill in, but that athlete's year is done with. So that's what people don't realize yeah. is it's y'all are actually human beings, um, not not just athletes to say, hey, you're a video game. You you go out there, you play. This is Madden. You guys can't get injured. It's, it's kind of like, crazy. To what Chancellor was saying, too, he had never been hurt before, right? So yeah. there's a whole mental aspect that goes into your first injury oh, yeah. or second or third, however many. Like People don't understand that part of it either. No, for sure. I remember – I remember getting home from surgery and and it didn't hit me until I got home. I remember, no, actually they're wheeling me out to the recovery room and I just started bawling, just, just crying. Cause I'm like, wait, what? Like now it starts now, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the journey starts now that, 
you know, labor is, you know, like six, five, six months. So, you know, like the journey starts now, but yeah, um, your first injury, that's, that's something you hold near and dear to your heart because that's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of trauma in the body, but also it's an emotional thing too of, of, you know, just not being able to be physically active like you were, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just got two questions left for you. Um, first question is, uh, where would you like to see yourself this year? You know, obviously it's, um, we'd love to see you out there catching 80 catches a game, you know, 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns this year, and then just destroying souls right and left. We'd, we'd obviously love to see that. Um, you know, where with the injury and everything kind of taking place, um, do you think you'll be back in time to, uh, you know, ha- be in there for fall camp to really get in there for that starting role, that first, you know, probably top two, top three tight ends? Do you think you'll be able to come back in time to really – stamp that home 100 percent. i'll be i'll be back by summer to be able to get my body right for camp and you know that's that's really all i'm focused on is, is making sure you know i only i only got one year left so just making sure the body's right and um, make sure i take my time with this you know i don't want i don't want anything lingering in the camp and all that stuff but yeah i i i will be 100 percent healthy probably by may june-ish like you know ready to like actually go like full speed so um yeah i'm um i can't wait for that you know i obviously hate being out and stuff like that but yeah it's gonna be fun for sure no that's that's awesome to hear you know we're, we're glad that you're going to be back 100 percent. that's the most important thing is regardless if you were a player or not we want to make sure that you get back 100 percent. so that's the most important thing and we're glad to hear that the last question yeah. that i i'll bring up and then we'll let you get on your way for the night thank you so much again for taking the time to speak with us um what was it like the first time running out onto the field through the tunnel walk and everything like that to the sea of red what was it like to see those gates open and just see just a giant sea of Fred, right in front of you. It was crazy. Um, I remember, what was it? During camp, we had like that, it was like a walkthrough, and like some fans came. And I was like, I was like, okay, like there was probably like a, maybe 150 people there. And I was like, okay, like that's, this looked pretty cool. And, I, and you know, every time you step on the, in the, in the um, stadium, you'd be like, looking up at the stands and whatever. And I'm like, there's no way, there is no way that they pack this thing. Like, there's no way. Like, they say they sell out, but I'm like, oh, they just sell out the seats and they don't even be, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like something to do. So I am remember we first game was Illinois, then we come for Fordham. And people during the week were like, bro, it's about to be crazy. It's about to be insane. Da, da, da. Like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh, I was like, all right. Like, you know, like, whatever you know like whatever and then i remember it was kind of like foggy that day um the fordham game but we we ran out well we went out for warm-ups and i was like oh my god <laughs> like ridiculous like like the cardinals games i used to go to in arizona like this is crazy but um i got i got i've never been the type of player to like feel like the crowd like like oh we'll get nervous like i'm i've I just never been that type of player, but to to run out like in the tunnel, like that was like that was probably the one of the craziest experiences. But like I said, it's the first like the craziest football experience I've ever had, just visually, was the Northwestern game, the night game. Oh yeah, um, yeah. When, 
when they did the I don't know what song that was. Uh, Thunderstruck and all that stuff. Yeah, it's a little before his time. <laughs> it's a little before my time. <laughs> yeah, did you guys so, know? That, did you guys know that was going to happen? No, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, why? I, I remember. I, I I think it was Adrian. I was like, bro, why the lights off? He was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, okay. I seen all the flashlights. So that everyone was going crazy for the fourth quarter. Like that was in that was insane. That was crazy. I probably would have yeah. lost my shit if I'd have been there in person. Well, I did in the stands. So I yeah, guess. I mean, th- honest, that's probably the coolest thing I've seen at Memorial Stadium as a fan my entire life. And I was watching it on the couch. Like, I've been to a no, couple was, of big games. It was nuts. No, it was crazy. And I don't. It was my none of my people was there. Like my mom wasn't there. My dad was there. And I called him after the game. I said that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And it was like, what do you, what? And it was like the fourth quarter, they turned all the lights off and then they, they started doing smoke and like all this stuff. And it was like, oh, wow. And then I remember they came for like day games. They came for like the Iowa game and the Ohio State. And I was like, nah, y'all got to catch this night game. <laughs> well, hopefully there'll be some good night games coming up this year for them. Oh, yeah. We got to get those. I definitely think we will. I think we're going to get back on the right track with this team. Um, I think we've got the right guys in the locker room with, with you know, gentlemen like yourself leading this team and, and a great coaching staff and everything. Um, I think we're in a good spot this this upcoming year. I've got a number in my head where I think you guys are going to be, and it's a damn good number. Uh, I just I just think with all the changes and everything, plus the returning guys that we got coming back, we, we've got some ballers and some studs on, on the team, and, I am so goddamn excited to get this this spring underway. I can't wait to be I, there for the I, spring I wanna, game. I want to fast forward to the fall. <laughs> give me give me April 9th right now. I'm just <laughs> I just want to be down there for the spring game. I don't care. Uh, I'm I'm that I much know, of a degenerate. This, yeah, the spring game is crazy. I've heard. Uh, oh yeah, you haven't gotten to do a real spring game yet either, have you? So I I I gotta I gotta check that out because I mean I've been talking to. Um, Buddha or Javen, um, and just talking to him about like what the spring is like and just how many fans are there for the spring game. It's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, he, it's, uh, it's, it's like a pretty full. Yeah. Who, uh, we got, well, I got to put you on the spot here, Chance. Who hits harder, you or Buddha? <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm. We only we only have eight nine hundred people listening to this. I mean, Buddha did follow us the other day, so he may or may not hear this. So just you know, speak from your heart. Oh, oh I, I, he need to come on here and then y'all tell him what I say because I for so hit hard at him. But he, uh, <laughs> we need he a head to head. He probably right outside my door listening to this right now. But uh, oh, is, he, is he your roommate? Yeah, like he's he right across the way. I'm surprised yeah. that door is still standing behind you, honestly, right now. I'm surprised you didn't just kick it in. I know. Um, <laughs> but once you go, why don't you go get him right now? We, we'll take a second. You go grab him. I'm going to ask you the question again, and I'm going to see how you respond. <laughs> All right, bet, bet. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Think we can get them to do the Oklahoma drill in front of right us. there in the room? I mean, it couldn't be better. Do they, do they have a tire? Do they, if they have a spare tire in the room, now Zach, is he coming? Is Buddha? Did you get Buddha right? What's that? Did you get him? Oh man, hey, here that, they come. That's a surprise. Right. 
Yeah, I got to ask you a question. All right, guys. What up, Buddha? Right? What's going on? Hey, Buddha, how you doing? How you guys doing? What's up, brother? Good. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna skip ahead and tell you that I'm old enough that I know your. I, know, I remember your dad fondly, so that's just. I'm gonna put myself out there. So, <laughs> um, I am. I am old. I am. I'm old. Not saying your dad's old, but I am old. So, hey, here was the chance. Who uh, yeah. who hit who hits harder, you or uh, Buddha? Me. Oh. <laughs> He's walking out of the room. I thought someone was about to go through the wall just now. Do you guys got a tire down there? what? You got a tire down there? You know they got the tire to pull. Oh yeah, right. The question is that, but you know that. You know the answer. We might have to get the other side of the story from old Buddha here soon. No, uh, for real, y'all got. Oh, oh well, maybe we, maybe we followed up with him already. Maybe he may already want to do it. So he's that's, been that's listening the whole time, telling us everything you're saying is is bullshit, and he's ready to go. Even <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> messing y'all. Yeah. Lock, All right. lock, lock your door tonight. All right. Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, what we're going to do real quick is we're going to let Chancellor get out of here. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to appreciate, you know, to, to chat with us for you know half hour, forty five minutes. You've been absolutely phenomenal. You are always welcome to come back on. Um, just let me know. We will find a time to get you in anytime if you want to come back on. Um, we appreciate it very much. Uh, give us just one second once we end this, and we just want to chat with you real quick if you're cool with that. But other than that, Chancellor, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, go Big Red from all of Husker Nation, and you're absolutely fabulous, man. Yep, thanks for having me. Brewington, the executioner, the uh, one who steals souls, and, you know, we couldn't have been more blessed to have him. And you know what? At the end of the conversation, uh, we even got blessed to be joined by Buddha Wright. So um, just a couple of dudes that you need to really pay attention to this upcoming year. Um, you know, it was, it was really cool to recap his journey from northern Arizona to Nebraska, you know, when he was a non-regarded prospect to where he's at now. He's kind of a cult figure within our fan base. So couldn't be more cool to um, chat with a great gentleman like that, an awesome human being. Um, we were just blessed to have him on here. So be sure to give him a follow on Twitter, um, Chancellor Brewington. Uh, find him on there. You know, he was, he was an awesome kid to have on here. But speaking of transfer portals, I've got like four or five of them here that I want to break down with you guys to kind of see what, what you guys think of them. Um, I'm going to go, you guys want me to go one by one or you just want me to do all five of them at once and then we kind of figure it out from there. All five at let's once? Go, let's, let's, let's go, go five one by one. To one and we'll talk. Yeah, what? one by one, five to one. Okay, perfect. Well, hey, that's not a problem at all. Let's start with this one. This one I feel like is a is a blatantly obvious one. Um, Casey Thompson, you know, he was a Texas starting quarterback previously, um, didn't have the best win loss record. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not the worst thing in the world. You know, he was a 24 to nine touchdown to interception ratio kid played the last few games with a broken hand. I mean, he's a tremendously tough kid. Um, he did have one of the best running backs in the country behind him and B. John Robinson, who's just an absolute stud. Um, 
A couple things about Casey. He's got a pretty goddamn good arm. Um, he can hit those guys in stride downfield. And Texas, as much as I hate giving them credit, um, they do have some burners down there at wide receiver, and they know how to hit those guys deep. Um, good deep accuracy, intermediate intermediate accuracy is, is great as well. It's something I think we've really been missing here um, at Nebraska the last few years is just the, kind of that intermediate to deep game. Um, he's got a very quick trigger. Something we can also say about Logan Smothers. So it'll be interesting to see that competition. And when he sets his feet, he just goes with that damn ball. He lets it go. What are your thoughts on uh, Casey Thompson? Well, the the arm ability is not in question whatsoever. The I mean, you can you can cut those highlights out, and and there's a quite a few people on on Husker Twitter that have done so, and it, it's it's fun to watch. But you know, he's got. He's got an accuracy. He's got a confidence in that arm. I, I think what we're going to see that's going to be maybe a little bit of the difference maker for him is what he can do with his feet. And not that not that they're going to run him, you know, 20, 22 times a game. But you know, the the story is with his with his dad, and he's got some option ability, and he said so uh, in in his own interviews. And I think we're going to be able to see. Uh, not just a one-dimensional quarterback, and and that's what's going to keep those teams on on edge. But you said it: if his if his intermediate game and his short passing game can be on target and and on lock, that's going to be that's going to be huge for the for what this offense is going to be able to open up in in the run game and the deep threat. Fitz, I did have a quick question for you. You know, you mentioned the quarterback run game. If you had an ideal number in your head for quarterbacks, how many times would you run him per game? I think with him, with with the with the tools that he has around, I wouldn't want to push that more than more than seven, eight times. And I'm not talking I'm not talking scrambles because I think he has he has a, an awareness in the pocket. You said he he's got good feet, which allows him to to stay move stay mobile, but at least but yet get set and and be be ready to throw when he needs to. Um, but I'd say you know whether it's a a, qu- a quick QB draw. If, it, if, if it's the option, a little zone read, you know, just enough that keeps the defenses honest and keeps him healthy, I have no problem with seven or eight. What about you guys? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad this part of the question came up, you know, quarterback run game. Um, there is – it is not unknown that I was an Adrian Martinez defender. I think a big part of our quarterback failures had a lot to do with system and what we forced Adrian to do – running it 10 to 15 times a game plus scrambles, right? So I, I I would personally like to see quarterback run game five or less in designed runs. What I'm curious about, I, I think Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy as well coming in are both great quarterbacks. What are we going to do scheme-wise to, to showcase those talents? Um, you know, I... I also am a big fan of short crossing routes and some slants, some five yard outs, getting the ball into guys' hands and letting them make plays. I think scheming our guys open so we're not having to do five step drops out of the shotgun and then hold blocks for more than three to five seconds is going to be the game changer. Casey definitely throws a better ball intermediate than Adrian did, in my opinion. So, you know, I, I, to answer your question, Fitz, I would love to keep quarter, quarterback run game at five or less 
and and then add in three to four scrambles for runs. I think Casey, when he scrambles, is more trying to keep the play alive and get some of those broken plays. So, so I eyes downfield. He's yeah. not just looking to to duck and run. Yeah, that's going to be and that's going to be huge. And now you're connecting that to what what his receivers can do. How do they respond when the play breaks down? Um, and I think we've seen we've seen a little bit about that. And Omar Manning's done a good job yep. with with breaking off his routes, coming back to he's a big body. I think there's those pieces that you know we we may not have seen before. I think are there, and it just it's up to Whipple, you know, to put them together. So yeah, and I th- also think too, and I'm by no means making the comparison of the two names I'm about to throw in here, but Casey Thompson has a little bit of an element of a of a Patrick Mahomes the way he keeps a play alive. But he also has a Tom Brady pocket awareness where it's just a couple of steps to to move the pocket enough to get a ball out where he's not going to break out of the pocket. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I just want to I just want to get this make sure that my my quote is correct. Drake says that Casey Thompson is Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady all in one quarterback for the 2022 season. Got it. Just got perfect. It. We're good. Perfect. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, that's pretty much what I heard. But uh, fine. Uh, I've got Omar Brown, the defensive back from uh, University of Northern Iowa. He's already played in 29 games. Um, he's got 140 tackles, uh, 13 pass breakups, eight interceptions. But he was a All American. His freshman year at, at in nineteen, um, he was a defensive freshman of the year uh, FCS. I mean, this kid's just an absolute stud. Yeah. I don't know how Nebraska was able to pull this one off, but uh, he literally started. the The cold was completely. It was ice cold trail on him, and then all of a sudden it heated up within like three days. Yeah, and so, he was here. I I'm obviously excited about this, right? Um, and we kind of talked about this. Fitz, maybe you'll remember this conversation from our test run that never got released because it ended up not recording, not blaming anybody named Zach. Yeah, um, that was me. I'm excited about some of these DBs we're bringing in both as transfers and young recruits. The My one question is, have we not been developing some of these young guys that are already in the room that we've been talking about? We have a five-star transfer from Ohio State who didn't see the field last year. We have some guys like Miles Farmer, who I feel like have earned more playing time. Nola Polo Gates still hasn't really found a position. I'm curious to know like what a guy like Omar Brown is going to do. Is he going to take somebody's job? And, you know, I'm obviously be- best guy should play all the time. I always think that. But with the way we hit that DB room, I'm a little bit worried about what we have that you know i've i have been counting on as a fan in terms of development there because i was under the impression that was another deep room yeah it's i think it's a oh go ahead fitz i was gonna say it's it's a deep room but he's such a specific player that he's only gonna i think he's only gonna impact that one position at cornerback. I mean, he is a lockdown. If we're going to just continue the comparison game since you started it, just a Darrell Revis. I'm going to, it's one-on-one. I'm not, I'm not cross-training to other positions. This is what I do. This is what I need to show. And I think if that's the case, now we can eliminate, you know, some of those other guys 
but I don't know if he's coming in as, you know, in that DB room and saying, okay, let's, I just, I think if you look at that position specific, it, it changes the outlook of, of what that would look like in the back. Yeah, absolutely. And I, well, I'm hoping that him, you know, the other DB transfer, Tommy Hill and Quinn Newsom kind of form that Prince Mukamara and, uh, why can't I think of the other kid's name? Denard? Yeah, Denard combo. Oh, that, the, the Denard Amukamara combo that we had for a couple of years that just that locked down the defense. That helped Levante David and Sue be the monsters that they were for a while. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it, it'll be interesting to see what they've got in that DB room. There's a ton of very talented guys uh going for essentially five spots so um it'll be interesting and and you know fisher back there is one of the best coaches on the roster i know i said becton was earlier but fisher's right up there with him as far as his uh what he's been able to do is developmental wise and just putting guys all over the field in the proper positions um speaking of of you know big play guys um trey palmer so my thoughts on trey palmer so he's a lightning quick, uh, you know, slot receiver. He's been able to play offense as well as special teams. So there's a little bit of a story about him being down at, at LSU. And he tells Mickey Joseph, he says, you know what? I, I'm going to run this back. And Mickey Joseph says, why don't you do that? What happens? The punt comes up, muffs it, picks it up. He is able to return the entire kickoff or punt, I, I can't remember which one it is, returns it for a touchdown, and nobody's within five yards of him. He goes over, he said, tells Mickey Justin, he goes, score the touchdown, he goes, yeah, you should do that more. <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's just, that's what you're expecting out of a coach like Mickey Joseph and an and explosive receiver like Trey Palmer. I think it's awesome. I'm excited to have a, a legitimate return specialist that we haven't had since Pearsonell. Yep, DPE. Um, now, do I think Trey Palmer can add to other parts of the offense? Absolutely. But obviously, you know, we saw the struggles with punt return this year. We Our kick return game for four years has been atrocious. I, that's going to change so much. That offense is going to go from having to go 75 and 80 yards regularly to hopefully 60 and 50. I think with... You, you put him on the outside with that, you know, speed to burn, you know, you've got just, just picture this. You got Palmer on one side, you've got Betts on the other side, you've got, you've got Manning playing the slot and they're not sure who they're going to cover. And the, it's just open on, on what you're going to do. It's, it's, a, it's, it, it's a different dynamic. I think that he brings to, to the season. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, no that that it'll be interesting to see what he can do. Um, I mean, he's it's not like he's lacking talent, especially on uh, being a I think he was a five star commit to LSU. He's not lacking talent. I think it's more lacking opportunity and um, being able to get out there on the field and get the reps. I think that's kind of where he's lacking as of right now. Um, that receiver room has me excited in general oh, with yeah. the new guys, the returners, the new coach. That that receiving room, you know. Offensive coordinator is making a huge difference there too. We should theoretically, you should see so much improvement from everybody on the offense, from top to bottom, 
because the scheme is going to be changed in a way that will hopefully keep some of those principles of what we brought with Frost, but add some some more consistent pieces. I agree. I mean, I think you've got the best offensive coordinator that, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I think you've got the best offensive coordinator that you can get to tie the ideas that you want together. Yes, and some it's, of that's a, it's done all it about the fit. The fit is great. And, and honestly, the one thing I said with this coaching search, and I've said it I don't know how many times, is you need to get guys that can develop. I don't care about the splash and dash. I don't care about any of that. You need to get yourself five coaches that can develop players that you've already got on roster. It, you're not lacking talent. You're lacking development. Right and I now. know part of the part of the I don't know the negative outlook from from what I saw from Husker fans, you know, run the damn ball guy is what Whipple has done historically in terms of pass versus run. But his run concepts have been so strong that when it doesn't have to be power run game if he doesn't have the tools for it and the run game's still effective. Does that make sense? No, the, the the concepts the concepts are there. We've seen it. You can go check the highlights. But I think what we're going to start to see though is when are those called? He's got he's got enough confidence in what he does, and I think if he and he and Coach Frost um, being on the same page, that it's not going to be third third in this distance. This is the play that the defense expects. I mean, we've got to get away from I don't know what to say cookie cutter, but you know if they've got. If they've got five things they do really well, defense isn't going to know what's coming. Yeah, it's and not going to be, be quarterback draw on third and eight anymore. Well, you know. Amen. I'm going to get amen on that. Good Lord. Well, since we're speaking about, you know, kind of the offense and everything like that, let's just go into I'm going to I'm going to just put one more player on there. This really isn't our official breakdown of all the transfers or anything like that, but this is just kind of a one that you know, we pulled the four or five that we thought would be the most impactful. I've got Kevin Williams, the um, interior offensive lineman from the University of Northern Colorado transferring in. Uh, he's listed, once again, listed at six foot five, three thirty. He's a gigantic body. Um, he's got pretty good feet underneath him. Um, he's a guy that with Teddy and uh, Turner Corcoran, both being out for spring, I really think he's going to be able to make his mark on that offensive line. And I think he's going to be fighting for one of those three interior spots. Have, have we announced who is going to be center yet? Do, I mean, is who who's up for grabs at center? Well, if you it, want to be Hickson, honest, all five Corcoran. spots are up. I will. I know, but who no, who who's in the running for center? Because I I don't think Kevin Williams is in that discussion. I think he's at left no, guard or right Hickson, guard. Hickson, Corcoran. I was yeah, gonna say Corcoran, that's the, and that's the crazy part, though. It's hard to it's it's almost hard to imagine, and I think it's been lower body injuries for Corcoran. Mm-hmm. Now, if he can get the if he can get the understanding, he can get the calls down, um, things like that. You know, obviously, being healthy, but that's really tough to think that if he's not playing spring, and depending when he's able to come back, that he's going to be able to step in week one and play that center position. I think it's going to come down to Hicks and, and Newelli. And they they came off of Hickson, not saying that it wasn't that they we all know they put a lot of stock in in uh, Jurgens, and I don't know you know whether that's Hickson not getting a fair shake or not. I just think Noelli he he showed enough last year that if he can get the calls, he can get the technique down, 
he's got a mean streak. He's got that edge to him, and it might just be might be his to go with. It'll be that's something I'm going to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested in the center conversation, obviously, and I don't think Williams is in it, but I think Williams is going to win one of those two guard spots. Yeah, I think Williams is definitely one of your starting guards opening day. But this this goes across the whole offensive line. This What I'm most excited about with this new offensive line and the new theory, the new coaching, everything is it's not going to be like what Travis Fisher has done with the DBs. It's not going to be everybody can play everything. So it could, in theory, on the offensive line, we were putting out – the best five possible offensive linemen, but they weren't playing their best position. And you saw that when Teddy got in, right? The offensive line changed when Teddy moved in at left tackle, moved Corcoran over to right. Totally different game. There's I, a, there's a, go ahead. Go ahead, Drake. Sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I expect to see a more efficient and effective offensive line because it's not going to be so much cross-training. Guys are going to know their position. They're going to excel at that position, and then they're going to fight for that position. Because in the past, if somebody got hurt, you know, somebody's the whole offensive line was getting shuffled besides Jurgens, and I think that was to a detriment. Williams, Williams said it, and Anthony Hunter may have said it too. Which is the which is we could see two transfers starting at offensive line. I mean that. It, I think more interior too, guard and both guards. But Kevin Williams said that, you know, through his discussions with uh, with with Donovan Rayola, that he's coming in to play one position. You know, he wants to he wants to just refine what he does at that. You know, if they tell him that he's going to be a tackle, he's going to just play tackle. If he, if, you know, that's what he envisions, and that's kind of what he was what is told. But you know, if he's told guard, I I just don't see him. He's done both at the his previous stops, but I think playing guard is where we'll, where we'll see him. I could be wrong, but I think we're going to see him at, at one of the two guard spots. No, I 100% think he will be one of the um, starting offensive guards. I think he's uh, he's got the body type for a tackle, but I'm not sure it's in Nebraska's system considering they like the guards just a little bit taller. They do like their guards taller as well, which is why I think he'll fit in just fine there. And he's He's got some pretty good feet underneath him. really just depends if you want to go with a man scheme or if you want to go to the zone blocking scheme. We'll really make the difference on some of those inside guys um, on kind of figuring out where they fit, really. I'm calling it now. I expect a zone scheme. I'd love a zone scheme if you can do that when you've got a, a back that can hit that one cut and go. I mean, it's it's the Shanahan system that worked very well. It works very well if you've got mobile offensive line. That's what I expect to see. What about you, Fitz? I, I think you're right on with the zone. Um, not as much decision-making that needs to be made. Just know where you need to be and get there. But I also think we're going to see a lot more downhill blocking with what Rayola is going to teach these guys and expect them to do it's not it's not just standing them up and 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 pushing them aside and and creating something it's going to be you know what if we need if we need three yards we're going to get three yards because the offensive line is going to push the guys four yards yeah i see that's that's a mentality thing yeah and i definitely envision a lot more quick doubles where it's a you know, your guard is going to jab the center guy to knock him off balance and then get to the second level to open that hole, which I don't know that we weren't trying before. It just never really succeeded. No, the the linebackers were 
getting to the offensive linemen. We weren't getting offensive linemen and linebackers except when Jurgens pulled. Yes. And it's that's that's and that's the difference because it's you're expecting your guy. I mean, if we went back and looked, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I wouldn't I, I would venture to guess that the first contact that our running backs faced was within a yard or two of the line of scrimmage. There weren't many times. It may be behind the line of scrimmage. So negative. Yeah. I I was trying to, I was trying to avoid going down that road, but no, you're exactly right though. It's just, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't clean and it wasn't, it wasn't the push that we're used to seeing. I mean, pancakes and, you know, driving guys down the field. Now, is that what we want to see? Of course, but it's, you know, a matter of how it takes shape. No, I agree with you on that. Uh, you want to have that offensive line running whatever scheme is going to make them the most successful. I mean, at the end of the day, your offense, from what I've learned from Twitter, starts and finishes with that offensive line. I didn't know that before, but I don't know if you guys knew that either. But if you have a good offensive line, you can have a good offense. Well, it, it's good offensive line, but the quarterback needs to save everything too. Yeah, it's fucking crazy how that works. Well, anyway. Okay, so wait, wait. Not – I, I got to interrupt for a second because I've what I've been seeing though, and I so we are going to play with an offensive line this year. I was hoping we were going seven on seven. I think we we win every seven on seven match. Like full full pads? Or are we talking just like spanks? Shorts, and, shorts, shorts, and shoulder pads. The kind of the, shorts I'm wearing uh, right now. In the bubble, in the bubble wrap uh, helmets. Is that all we're looking at? Yeah, the the crash dummy helmets. Yes, I believe that's called sarcastable, and that's on South Park, guys. Yeah, it's going to go way over your fucking heads. It's okay, I'm a nerd. It's fine. We're going to end on that note, by the way. So we're going to end on a real fucking hard note there. Um, other than that, boys, we got anything else? You just told me we're ending. Yeah, that's why I said you got anything else before we take off for the night. Uh, I can't rebuttal if you said it's the end, you jackass. Hey, Fitz, you got anything else? Obviously not. You told me I had couldn't talk. I'm surprised. I don't even know if my mic's been on. So if it, if it is when I listen to this, then we're good. Um, my, my seven my 17 Twitter followers will be excited. Um, yeah. God, I'm so glad I ended this shit. So on a <laughs> thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, for Zach, Drake, and Fitz, have a great night. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Members of the congregation. Let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red. Hey there, Zach here from the Church of the Corn podcast, just doing a read for Von Segern Designs. It's a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way from hand selecting the wood to customizing the design. Von Segrin Designs makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small business throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Designs to create a custom, fresh hand-burned piece for your home or business. If you're looking for them on Twitter, you can link up with them at Von Segern Design One or V O N S E G G E R 
D-N-E-S-I-1, and Von Segern underscore designs at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore D-E-S-I-G-N-S. Um, go ahead and check them out. Uh, they do some phenomenal work. Um, so yeah, check them out. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, here we go with the podcast. 